So we gave you an assignment. It's pretty good. There's a lot of cards here. Um, but as you rightly found that we have an adversary, for one, who doesn't want us to get in the Word, right? Absolutely, the Lord does not, or the Satan does not want us doing what the Lord wants us to do, being in His Word. So I found the same thing. It's like all of a sudden my life is like crazy busy. It already is busy, but busier. And I'm like, here I am telling everybody to do this, and I'm struggling myself to do it. But by God's grace, um, He gets it done. And yes, it's it's not a, as Rick said, it's not a. Uh, this is not a, a God. He's your God, and He directs your time and your steps. However, this if we get this in place, this will become more the routine of your life. A time, a place, materials. Um, so what happens, so this has happened to me recently. What happens when I'm doing this, right? I'm doing this, but there's nothing there. feels like you're like, just going through the routine, going through the motions, bringing your requests to the Lord, whatever it may be, you just don't sense His presence. What do I do then? So you've gone to the Lord day after day. You're doing this. Man, I've got my time. I've got my place. I've got my scriptures and a devotional or I'm going through a book of the Bible and it's like monotonous and there's nothing there. I'm not seeing any fruit Pray and thank God that He would give you the desire and be able to see the joy that comes from time with Him. Keep obeying, even though you don't feel that. Persistent. Not a feeling. Ask God to change your habit. Or check. Ask him to to let you know why you're feeling that you're in a rut with your yeah. mind. Right. And ask him to help you fix it. Why? Exactly. Okay. Good. Is it in your heart? You know, maybe there's Check heart. <laughs> sin okay. there or okay, good. something that's keeping you. Yeah. Get a better understanding of who God is. <laughs> are you so you change what you're seeking and asking and looking for maybe you should change your materials too maybe that even if it's a biblical material maybe it's not speaking to you or um, maybe there needs to be a change to. perhaps I find that usually happens to me what you just described when it when I start doing this more as a routine than as a relationship and I'm like, oh, I need to get this done today rather right. than I'm meeting with the love right. of my life. I mean, right. how? Anyway, so right. I ask God to change my attitude. It, it almost always. Okay, good. So why am I coming? It's an attitude. Okay, good. Excellent. This is going to happen probably to all of us at one point or another. We've gone through the routine. We've done everything. And there's just nothing there. And you guys are, I would have said, I've gone through all these in my life. And if I can turn my attitude right into why am I doing this? Just, is it just something for me? You know, I'm just, I need something from God. So I keep going to him. Or I'm going to feel guilty if I don't do this. 
that's sort of the wrong attitude approaching it. We're approaching, God, bring me to holy ground. I'm going to see your holiness. I want to know who you are, as James was saying. Show me. I want to know you better. I want to love you more. And we change why we're going. So we're doing this. Remember, sort of what we talked about in seeking God. We're going to God for the relationship. If you're finding it stale and difficult, make sure you're going for the relationship, the intimacy with the Father, right? Um, Also, if I'm having, you know, I pray out loud, so that keeps me focused. If you're not praying out loud, for me anyways, my mind starts drifting into what I have to do and all this. But what I am usually, I'm thanking him for who he is, as Liz said, for what he does. Um, Just giving him praise and glory. Just starting it that way, realizing my attitude. Hey, am I in, where am I at? I'm in the presence of a holy God and all that he's done for me and my sinfulness, he reached down. You know, you just thank him and you reaffirm in your mind. You go through all the things he's done for you, who he is. There is a, a, a bit of persistence in this because sometimes you just want to give up and set it down and move on. But if we're persistent, God will break through and he gives us those times that we feel his presence and they're incredible. There's nothing like it in this whole world as being felt like you're in the arms of God himself. Um, it's that being said there is a persistence to it because it's not always going to feel that way you know um, sometimes the materials can be become not really mundane but uh, taxing maybe a little bit mm-hmm. and sometimes I just close the material mm-hmm. and just talk to God mm-hmm. and just say I'm sorry I can't mm-hmm. read today mm-hmm. help me to find out why or yeah. Just talk to him and just right. have time with him Amen. and not necessarily with your Bible or with right. your devotional materials, anything. It's right. just between you and him. Right. And there's also those times too, like going off what you were saying that... That's the prayer side. That's communication. It's intimacy. Right. Absolutely. Yes. That I just like focus on the Psalms. Yeah. Because like how can you not praise God and your heart not be moved when you're reading the Psalms? Amen. You know, like I just feel like I've just been parked in there for like... Right. I mean, I just keep right. reading them and reading them because they're just, my heart just like is so right. stirred. Amen. You have to remember that the power is from the Word of God, not the devotional material. Right. You know, like that's that's all good, but if, mm-hmm. I mean, I find myself reading through, reading through a book, mm-hmm. um, even the book I'm reading now, and when it comes to a reference and a verse kind of skipping over it, like I've read that before, I want to read the stuff I haven't read before, mm-hmm. but like the power is in the Word of God, mm-hmm. so making sure that those are just a tool, but it's a tool to help you understand God more. But, but actually having your Bible open, opening up to those mm-hmm. passages that the devotional material right. is telling you to read and really parking in the Word of God, not mm-hmm. what the writer is saying. Right. It's ultimately from the Word of God. Yeah. yeah. So you have to incorporate that. There are times and seasons when we just need to pray and pour out our heart to the Lord and don't hold anything back from Him. You know, this is an intimate walk. And the Word of God, then He'll bring us to the Word of God and He'll encourage us through the Scriptures. Um, so very good. Um, yeah, we can always ask God, why? Change my heart. Why am I so apathetic? Why does it take so much effort for me to come to you? Who's my life? Who's everything? Why is it so hard? Why am I so distracted? Why am I so in love with the world and not you? He'll reveal that to your heart. So very good. 
So if this is critical, we have to do this. We know we've got to do this. This is a discipline, but it becomes a delight over time. But even when it is a delight, we're going to run into some stale times. And then we praise him, know our attitude, thank him. These are some of the things, you know them, you answered all the questions. But <clears throat> I say this because this isn't necessarily a magic formula. You know, We have to do it. But in doing that, we're going to run into some obstacles. Satan's our adversary. But we can quickly overcome those by what we just talked about. So, um, very good. I'm encouraged that everybody has, has done this. Keep doing it. And when you run into obstacles, we know what to do. That's the basis, the foundation. Justin, could I just add one more? Yeah. To it as I'm just kind of looking over it, just um, oftentimes we kind of isolate ourselves. And it, I think mm -hmm. one of the things that we're growing in this class is we're still fairly in class. It is mm -hmm. this idea of account, it's community accountability. Mm -hmm. it, and it's a positive thing. It's a support more than it is I'm checking on you to make sure that you've right. done it. It's because I'm really having a hard time with this. Right. You know, being able to share that and maybe finding, um, you know, finding that whether it's a mentor mm -hmm. or an accountability, somebody, somebody that you know that you can share, mm -hmm. and you know they will honestly pray for you. They'll mm -hmm. listen to you and go, "Well, have you tried this?" You mm -hmm. know, being able to give you that feedback. That that person that's outside of mm -hmm. your sphere, right. you know, mm -hmm. um, that that is oftentimes a really big help because you yeah. realize that you're not alone. That's mm -hmm. probably one of the biggest lies that I think Satan wants to. Right press on us as believers that we are yeah, how alone. awful am I I can't yeah. right exactly so that that's very important and hopefully this class we can be an accountability for each other um, in a loving way I want to be that way and my nature is not to be real tough and hard but I want to be accountable <laughs> and push you actually I was telling Gina you know because for me to push and, 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 and try to you know do this was hard but the Lord was reaffirming to me, hey, they won't re they're rejecting me, not you. you know, taking me out of it and saying, this is what I want for the people. I've got to share that with them if I'm going to be faithful to God. But accountability and honesty is, is wonderful. And Rick shared, you know, Rick shared about his experience teaching. And you know, that's humble. That's a humble heart, Rick. I appreciate that. And the Lord let me fall on my face in front of many, many people to teach me to rely on him. And I, don't, I don't know your situation, but I appreciate you sharing that because I fell on my face in front of hundreds of people. And um, I asked God, why, why, why? You Sometimes that, you have to give yourself a break. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and know that you're infallible and you're not right. perfect, and, but you're going to do the best you can. Right. And to stop feeling right. so guilty about right. what you didn't do and work right. on what you can do. Right. And the Lord will allow these things. We're going to talk a little bit about it, but, I mean, they're good. They, they keep us humble, keep us dependent, and know, hey, we're not God. We're going to make mistakes, you know. Um, thank you. Um, all right. So that's just a little intro, and I appreciate you guys. Um I don't have the enthusiasm that Gina has, apparently, to get the guys to come Wednesday night. <laughs> um, we are looking for teachers. Now, you've got two table leaders. Maybe we're just busier. 
men more busy? No? Anyways, Jane. Wasn't that the first excuse of the. Well, ah. Uh, you're too uh, busy. <laughs> we're too busy. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I understand it fully. We all have kids and children. And, um, it is but, weird how stuff comes up every Wednesday we plan on going. And I know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Well, anyways, um, James has we put a couple questions out on Facebook, and James is doing pretty good. He's my best student. <laughs> James, why are you my best student? Is he your only student? He He's my only student. <laughs> <laughs> How much does he, does he pay you for private tutoring? Private tutoring? We just fellowship. We talk and we get to fellowship and go through life together, which is good. Um, and I see you're here, James. So the hurricane kept you from Myrtle Beach? The hurricane actually missed Myrtle Beach. Ah. But, uh, other stuff kept me. So okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Life, exactly. All right. So we'll get on to teaching here. But again, I appreciate you guys. And hang in there day by day. The Lord is working. We may not feel it, see it, but he is working. Uh, all right. Let me open up. So you guys know what we're talking about, right? How to acquire trust in God. And we've been through this, right? We've got an First of all, recognize that all of it is what faith, we said belief in faith, trust, they're all sort of the same, the Bible's saying the same thing for us. Um, what's the difference between belief, faith, and trust? They're used interchangeably. What is belief? Belief in is different from just a belief. Remember, even the demons believe that Jesus was the Son of God. So a belief that we're talking about is it changes, it's, what do we say, it's belief in or on me, which is what we let the belief change us or our actions. We said what's faith, remember from Hebrews 11, 1, so there's belief, there's faith, there's trust, believe in our heart who God is, who he says he is, and that he'll do what he says he'll do, that's faith, and trust is when the faith takes action. So, all right, but ultimately, we are indebted to God. Because faith is a gift. All right, we know that from Ephesians, Ephesians 2, Hebrews 12, James 1, 17. We've gone through all this. Um, but then we ask the question, so it's a gift from God. He apportions it differently. Um, and then we said, well, can we make it grow? Can we make faith grow? Can I make my faith grow? All right. That's a tough question, isn't it? Can I make, if it's a gift from God, what is my responsibility? Is it, I'm, I'm just going to lay down and say, oh, this is all the faith God's given me. Sorry. I can't do any more. Would it or, be like the talents? If we use the faith we have well, then we get more? Absolutely. There's a part that we have to use it, exercise it, and our faith will grow. So that's part of it. But we can make it grow right this is from the new living translation i love this verse um colossians 2 6 through 7 and now just as you accepted christ jesus as your lord you must continue to follow him continue to follow him which is obedience really right going what where he says go doing what he says. let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him then your faith will grow. Your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught 
and you will overflow with thankfulness. So this is going to come out of a relationship with, with the Lord, obviously. Let your roots go down into Him. Where is your heart going, your mind, your attention? Um, and where is your life? What is your life being built on? Then your faith will grow strong. So this is born out of a relationship with Christ. Our faith can grow. What verse is that? That's Colossians 2, 6 through 7. But it's still God making... Like Our responsibility is get, to get the, fertile, the, the soil fertile. But he still has to make it grow. Right. So we just have to get it to right. be in a position for him to make it grow. Right. Because he's house. the author and protector. Be right. receptive. Yeah. Right. So he, so the answer is, can we make it grow? She's taking it literally. No, but yes. It's sort of like a lot of things in, you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. What? How do I have to work for salvation? I mean, there's this... There is this, always in, in the Christian walk, there's a responsibility the Lord gives us. He's ultimately, just like we don't, the farmer doesn't make the plant grow, but the farmer has to plant the seed, prepare the soil for the power of God to make it grow. So faith will grow through his power, but we have a responsibility. And one of our responsibilities, we said we've got to ask for it. Right? We saw a couple examples from Scripture. The disciples asked for it. The man whose son was demon-possessed asked for it. Have you ever asked the Lord to increase your faith? Is that something you've asked the Lord to do? Lord, increase my faith. Anybody ask the Lord that? Why did you ask him to do that? What was going on in your life where you said, Lord, increase my faith? Having challenges that were somewhat <coughs> overwhelming and mm-hmm. you knew you could get through them, but you just trusted the Lord a little more. Mm-hmm. Give me a little more faith, Lord. Let me Amen. get through this. Okay. The difficulties of life or the challenges of life, is that pretty much why people are asking, James? I, I don't necessarily ask for faith. I ask for wisdom and guidance. Okay. And mm-hmm. I think the wisdom and guidance, when I receive it, draws me to develop more faith in God for providing my needs. Mm-hmm. So I, indirectly, I guess I'm asking for faith. Right. Exactly. Indirectly, it's asking for faith, and you're having faith that he's giving you the wisdom. Um, very good. Anything else? Yeah. I don't think Chris. that necessarily don't have to ask because even what I went through mm-hmm. my faith grew leaps and bounds I knew he was faithful but to go through and see how he provided man I can't give you a word on it it's right. it's unfathomable what he's right. done but that's just the God he is so it's going to just pour out it and, and right. into our lives if we're seeking him and every day I think in a sense I ask for faith it's like it's your will for my life it's not me take me out of the scenario mm-hmm. today let the, the Holy Spirit right. lead me today amen you know that's, mm-hmm. you have to you have it's to be about him. Exactly. It's about him. And that's really it. When we're asking for faith, we are yeah. Inviting you're inviting difficulties, right? So be careful. But um, sometimes they come on us and we don't ask for them because the Lord's so good to us. He knows what we need. But we're indirectly asking for God to show him, show us who he is, right? Lord, increase my faith. Show me who you are. So I can trust you more, so I can know how powerful you are, that you will get me through this situation, that you have the power and the ability. So 
absolutely we can we need to ask but he will grow our faith up whether we ask it or not but i think it's fair to ask and we we talked about how we ask we have to be a little bit careful because faith isn't a magic wand oh give me faith so i can have a new car a new job and everything's blissful that's not necessarily our object of faith is always points back to jesus i want to know you more i want to do what you want me to do i want to be the person you want me to be Give me the faith to do that. It's not necessarily in something. We have to be careful. That's when it be, can become real stale, too. If we keep going to God, God, I need this, I need this, I need this. And we have to show him and express our needs to him. But behind it all, we want to know who he is. So be careful of the motive. We said that and in his will, in his name. We talked about that. Remember, faith is still a gift from God. Um, how do you know if it's his will when you're going to him? How do you, how, doors, to open and close. doors to open and close. He's sovereign over. Yeah. So, like, no matter how much Robert has tried, he can't get into LCA, so we know that mm-hmm. God doesn't want him there. Right. He's just closing that door. Right. God will work through opportunities and and closure of doors. Absolutely. Usually, uh, usually, uh, I try to be really careful about that because I can uh, fantasize about my spiritual life and what God's going to do and all this stuff. So I try to remind myself, like Paul says, he says, I suffer the loss of all these things. So to grow in Christ for me mostly means being willing to give up all these other things, you know, that mm-hmm. are desirable. But, you know, like they, they when they were putting the, um, the guys in the fiery furnace, mm-hmm. you know, they said, well, God can deliver me. But if he doesn't, you know, he's still God. That's still God. Right? right? And so... Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a, mm-hmm. a journey to the path, you know. But at the end, is at the end, it's suffering and it's glory. Mm-hmm. So mostly, what holds me back is my desire to be happy, if you will, mm-hmm. and I think that there are other things to pray for besides being happy. Mm-hmm. To be wanting to be holy, wanting mm-hmm. to be humble, mm-hmm. wanting to be mm-hmm. helpful or handy or whatever it is. I like mm-hmm. the H words, but yeah. you know. <laughs> Reminds me, you know, that, that my happiness is not. I am happy in Christ, but I may not be. My life may not look right. wonderful to other people. You know what I mean? Right. And to me, that's trust. That's that's mm-hmm. that trusting, abiding relationship with Christ. Right. You know that. And then yeah, the the one thing I haven't been able really to firmly embrace or understand is that where Jesus says in uh, John 15, you know, he says he says, you know, ask, receive, and your joy will be complete. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's there there is this abiding, joyful relationship of asking, and receiving. You know mm-hmm. that that I don't I don't quite right I don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. But trying, you know, whatever. Right, God in time. Right, you know. and we you know, and sort of what you're going through. We can always go back to Romans 12. Right, offer yourselves as living sacrifice. So daily you are surrendering yourself to Him. And then be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you, you come to God with a submissive heart. I'm yours. I'm laying myself down on the table of sacrifice. Whatever. It's not my will anymore. It's yours completely. And so living sacrifice, that you're continually submitting yourself to him, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're in the word of God every day. And then the word promises. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's good and pleasing perfect will is. 
And then that there is, is there faith in that? Absolutely. We trust. We ask for wisdom. He'll give us wisdom. We trust that there's a faith in it. But we'll know his will when we're doing those things. All right. So the third thing was um, by how do we make it grow? So we ask for it. We ask the right way. Um, three, hearing and studying the word of God. We talked about that. You guys remember? Um, hearing and studying the word of God. What is important about that? We talked about um, in Romans, right? Remember in Romans? And that he was, you know, we're, we're applying this to our faith. And I think most people apply that to our faith. But really in Romans, he's talking to them about, uh, Paul is saying, why didn't the Israelites believe? Why didn't they have faith? So consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Of course they did. So we have to be in the Word of God. We have to be, hence this. I'm going to grow in my faith. I have to be pouring out the Word of God into my heart, into my mind. We said, but that's that's not a guarantee. My faith won't necessarily grow if I'm doing this. And we're going to talk about things why faith doesn't grow, but... Um, and Paul tells us in Romans what happens uh, to the Romans um, I mean to the Israelites he, he was speaking in Romans he was talking about why didn't the Israelites believe because their voice has gone out into all the earth their words to the ends of the world the prophets were speaking the word of God yet they didn't believe and again I, I asked did Israel not understand first Moses says I will make you envious by those who are not a nation um, and, and Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. Interesting. He presented them the truth they believed. He presented the truth to the Israelites, hearing they all heard the word of God. One believes, one doesn't. So when we're going in the word of God, we're hearing it, we're putting it in, we're com- listening to sermons and messages. There is some attachments to that to make our faith grow. Right? And we said from James, remember what James says, don't be like the man in the mirror who sees himself and walks away and forgets. That's how we have to be when we approach the Word of God. We have to meditate upon it. We're meditating upon the Word of God. He says, um, do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away immediately, forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed. So there is a continual and intently looking, God, show me your will, show me your way, show me who you are over and over, putting the Word of God in, and then obeying it. So hearing it has to be attached. That's what happened to the Israelites, right? They really didn't want to obey it. And then we went on to the Israelites. Why didn't they want to obey it? If you go to Romans 10, because all it's going to be a review day, it looks like. Romans 10, um, so we're applying this to ourselves, but if we go back to Romans 10, um, in 1 through 4, but uh, he says, Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God and sought to establish their own, 
They did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the end of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. So if we're going to go to God and we don't know him, we're refusing to know him, who he really is, it's going to be hard to grow in our faith. Even though we're putting it in, we need to say, God, show me who you are. And he'll show you, and he requires obedience behind that. Yeah. Uh, I had an accountability partner for years, and he would always ask me, what's the uh, trigger? What's the trigger? You have to identify the trigger. And at the trigger, do you run to fear and anxiety, or do you run to God? And, and, and you know, noticing, like, so when I'm teaching student, and I know I have to teach them in a half hour and get this across to them, and if they don't improve, they're liable to, like, say, I don't know if I want this teacher. And, yeah, at the beginning of every semester, I go through that with a brand-new student. You know, mm-hmm. I got to make sure that happens. And all this stuff mm-hmm. where, that could be running through my mind like a high-speed film, mm-hmm. that's the trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So we can identify on the or Lord. Will... trigger, right? There's right. lots of triggers. So. Exactly. Um, so, you know, we have to understand who God is. His, he has an infinitely, what they did, he goes on to say, but the righteousness that is by faith says, um, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down. They didn't realize the holiness of God. They thought they could achieve this holiness. They were bringing Christ down to their level. And um, they didn't know God. So how, why were they going to believe in Jesus when I, I can have righteousness of my own? Of course, when we're applying this to our daily faith, it comes from God. I cannot have faith on my own. It is absolutely a gift from God. Yeah, we got James and Rick. Sorry, I'm thinking about Elijah. Uh huh. You know, he goes, "It's enough. Yeah. Take away my life." Right. You know? Right. You're telling me I gotta go tell these people right. this? Yeah. They're gonna laugh at me or whatever he was thinking. Right. You know. Right. And interestingly, it was on the back, the backdrop of. A great faith. He he said, "Call down fire from heaven." So we're picking on the prophets, but just think of what they had to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, James. Yeah, I just keep going back to the John fourteen twenty one. We talked about Wednesday, but whoever keeps my commandments and keep, or whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judah says, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. And we talked pretty right. on that Wednesday. Right. But that's a, that's a pretty large commitment on his part right. for our obedience. Right. So exactly. Obedience is going to be very critical in this in this um, growing in faith. We have to obey. Uh, then we said the Israelites tried to obtain it by self-effort. Again, how is this balance? I've got to be in my word. I've got to be meditating on it. But it's the motivation of the heart. If it's my self-effort to get faith so I can get what I want, it's not going to work. The motivation of my heart is to know God, to give me faith in Him so He does through me what He wants. It's a difference. So you're not working to get something for yourself. You're working to know God, and then God does it through you. Um, Just to jump in. So, you know, I think it's 14, John 14 or 16, Jesus is talking about 
qualities of the spirit that he was going to send, you know? Mm-hmm. And the qualities are one is a teacher and an advocate. Mm-hmm. And so, Absolutely. you know, it's so the, the idea about looking in the mirror and mm-hmm. do I remember what my face looks like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's also that idea about, you know, that when we forget, when I forget, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit's made this effort to teach me something, but I don't respect enough mm-hmm. to hold on to it so then the next day I'm coming back saying well I forgot what you told me yesterday you know mm-hmm. tell me again today you know and so right. I'm just I'm just tossed around like mm-hmm. like a kid you know and, right. and uh, absolutely so there's that agency the teaching the respect for the Holy Spirit that to me is is central to this whole process of, mm-hmm. of learning growing and developing you know absolutely Absolutely. The Holy Spirit will come and show us or teach us. We, we must grab hold of it and do what it says if our faith is going to grow. Um, self-effort, we talked again. Um, don't, what happens if I'm doing it on my own? I'm not fully trusting God. Because I'm saying, oh, God's good enough, but I must do this. I must add something to it. So um, they were pulling Christ up from the dead saying, oh, you really didn't need to die for my sins. It wasn't that bad. I can take care of it. So we, in, in our faith journey, we need God. That's the bottom line. We need God. We go to God for who he is. We cannot do it on our self-effort. And we have to submit. They did not submit. And that's what you guys have all been alluding to. This isn't, it's not going to happen if we want our own way. Right? Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. Not my kingdom and what I want done in my life. It puts us out of the will of God when we fail, fail to submit to him. And it and it truncates the power of the Holy Spirit. If we don't submit to Him, we're not going to have the Holy Spirit's power in our life. Yeah, James. Just uh, off what Crawford was saying, being an advisor, Holy Spirit being an advisor, I think him as an attorney, I'm sure every time he talks to that client, it's exactly what the client wants to hear. <laughs> but at the same time, if we looked at that, if that right. client turned around and didn't take his advice, we would view that as foolish because that's the point of Turning. Exactly. The same thing is if we're going for source of wisdom and guidance and growth, and we're not taking the Holy Spirit's advice, that's foolishness. Right. Exactly. And we all have to admit we've been there, we've ignored it, and it's turned out foolish. You know, wisdom calls aloud from the street, and when we don't obey, it turns around and laughs at us, is what Proverbs says. Mm-hmm. So, very good. We're going to have to wind up here, but <clears throat> so. Um, we know that hearing is critical, but there are some qualifications. We have to meditate. We have to obey it. We have to know that it's a gift from God. It's not from ourselves. We have to know who God is. It's not a self-effort thing in the sense for me, for, for um, not a lack of trust. I have to do it or it's done for me and then failure to submit. So what we're going to get into next time and actually what I spent all week preparing for I'm not going to get to but um, so be it so be it Um, this is so critical in our life the testing of our faith why is the testing of our faith important for growth perseverance perseverance testimony testimony makes us mature complete lacking nothing What's that? Dependence. Dependence. Exactly. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about... Um, he's going to... 
I'll ask you next time because we'll see if you remember. But he's going to test us in three ways. He's going to test us by um, difficulties, trials of life, the difficulties of life. He's going to test us through that. He's going to test us through his demands. His demands, his commands, his law. Don't worry. Right? Forgive. Love one another. He's testing us. Are we truly going to obey what he says? Are we going to have faith that he knows what's best, that I really should love my enemy? Ah, you're kidding me. Okay, so he's going to test us through his commands and his demands for us. Are we going to trust him? Are we going to believe, oh, I don't think, I'm going to consider that, or I don't think that's really right. Um, so difficulties, demands, and what's the last one? It's another. <laughs> it's another D, and oh, is this a tough one? Delays. Delays. He's going to ask us to wait, wait, wait. So he's going to test our faith this way. We'll talk about him, um, but you can recognize in your own life all of these. What are you faced with? What's bothering? What's plaguing you? I ask for you to write one thing on a card. What is you having most difficult time trusting God with? Okay, you're going to have difficulties throughout our life. We all know the demands. And when I start talking to my four-year-old and telling her what to do, she does this. <laughs> don't tell me anymore. No, I don't want to hear it. Uh, and that's, you know. That's so much better than, than my little one who like she knows what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and then we've all had to wait, right? Is this healing ever going to come? Is this relationship ever going to get better? Am I ever going to have a better job? Whatever. You know, we've all had to delay and wait and wait and wait. But he's testing us. And we'll go into that next time. So I'll close us in prayer. We've got to so end how, early now. So how do we end the testing earlier, just like the people going around the right. promised land. How, how do we do that? Are we just seeking right. God? Yeah. Right. Well, a lot of it is how we respond. You know, we're going to have self-effort, self-will, not going to humble myself, just going to do what I want to do. And oftentimes when we respond rightly, the trial may remain, but it's no longer a burden. It's interesting. It's gone. So, anyways, I'll close this in prayer. we got to get going here. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you've called us to you, that you've given us faith to see you, to know you. God, we don't want to stop. We don't want to stop here. We want more of you. We want to know you better so that our lives are changed, so that we reflect you and your goodness. Help us to trust you daily, Lord, even in the mundane, knowing that even the little things are testing our faith. May we be overcomers because of your Holy Spirit who lives in us, because of the wisdom you've given us, and Lord, for the patience that your Spirit produces. We love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right.